Welcome into a Thursday edition of the Giants Hangouts. Madeline Burke, Jonathan Casillas, Brandon London, and with us this week, CP, the franchise, joining us. Thanks so much for coming through. Thanks, thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, especially repping some Giants fans. We've got a big one this weekend. Giants Jets at MetLife Stadium. The Battle of MetLife Stadium. Yeah. It feels like it feels like it should be more of a rivalry, but these two teams haven't played as frequently. But do you feel this like in the fan base, CP, do you feel like this one matters? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've gone to the, to the Giants and Jets showdowns in the past. I've attended those games. Uh, Jets having won the last two, which as a Giants fan has been disappointing. But you could definitely feel it because amongst my friends, you know, it's kind of split. We have some Giants fans. We have some Jets fans. Obviously, coming into the season, there was a lot more hype around both teams. And now both teams are, are kind of similar storylines going into this game. But to be honest with you, I'd, I'd, I wish that this would be an annual affair. Yeah. Make that the 17th game, make it a rival, a real rivalry with like a trophy. You know, you have the NBA now with the in-season tournament, like make this a real thing where the fans can really get into it. They do it so well in college football. I think they should do that. Do that every year. Make that, uh, make that the 17th game. We're calling what would the trophy, trophy? What would the trophy be for like a Jets Giants rivalry? What would, you what, what, what would it look like? Yeah. Pizza. <laughs> the golden pizza, like the Statue of Liberty, Obviously, like what, what, yeah, would that, what would that be? Statue of Liberty, Statue of Liberty holding the football, you know, yeah, uh, like, like that, a, like like a turnpike, like a turn, yeah, yeah, <laughs> or a speeding <laughs> ticket. <laughs> I love it. Hey, CP, CP, growing up in New York, though, what was like, like you're talking about how you got friends that are Jets fans, friends that are yeah. Giants fans, like growing up, was there beef? Like in college, like on the on the on the on the playground where people be like, "Oh, you're a Jets fan. I'm a Giants fan." And duke it out. Like, what was that like? You know what? I, I think more so during the Rex days. That was when there was a little bit more yeah. of a rivalry there, right? You had Rex chirping at B Jacobs, and Jacobs. they would go back and forth. And Rex was, you know, trying to get that respect for Gang Green. So I think during that time, especially when the Jets had their heyday, you know, the back-to-back AFC Championship games, and Rex having that run. You know, it was a little bit more louder, but look, early 2000s or, or mid 2000s when you had the Giants winning in 07 and 11, Jets really couldn't talk much. Yeah, yeah. And the Jets haven't won anything in a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they did very well. My first couple of years in the league, like you said, that was uh, my rookie year in 09 when they yeah. had Mark Sanchez yeah. and they were good. And Mark Sanchez was like almost like a was quarterback. The, was that the hard knocks here where let's go get a GD snack? Good question. Was that? I don't know. I don't know. It was around that time. Around yeah. that time. But, yeah, but, but I mean, Sanchez. they were they were good then, but they didn't like win. Like they, mm-hmm. they got to the game, but they didn't win uh, in the championship game. And the Giants have won recently, you know? So that's why I think it makes these games a little bit more relevant. Yeah. Because neither one of these teams in the last 10 years, 11 years have won anything. They haven't really been good. So now that you look at it and saying, like you said, CP, going into this season, both of the expectations for both franchises were through the roof, especially yeah. the Jets. They were talking yeah. about the Jets like, hey, we were just kind of one quarterback away from winning a Super Bowl. Now you had four-time MVP come in, four plays into the season. He's out. They go on a losing streak. Giants win one game. They go on a losing streak. Now, all of a sudden, we're both really sitting in a similar position where we're fighting kind of for that can we still be alive and be relevant early on and not be counting out the playoffs before the midseason hits, right? 
Yeah. yeah. Well, and also though, you mentioned the similar position, the jets though, they're coming off their bye. but prior to the bye, they had an upset win over the Philadelphia Eagles, Big time. a big time upset win. And that defense, that jets defense looked something special. Yeah. Jalen hurts had what three turnovers in that game. And he looked not good. Yeah. They, they made him uncomfortable. And that jets defense is something that coming into this season with all the expectations of what we were talking about with Aaron Rodgers, with what that offense was supposed to look like. That was a strong point of that team, and it looks like they're kind of hitting form, much like the Giants' defense is hitting their stride at this point, too. The difference is, though, the Jets have been good defensively this year. The yeah. Giants just started getting good defensively in the last couple weeks. You know, I think they created some turnovers against Miami, but they gave up like 550 yards. Yeah. Like, that wasn't a good defensive outing. The Jets, though, they've looked good defensively the entire year. They've been flustering really good quarterbacks. Mahomes only had 23 points. They picked him off a couple times early. And then they made Jalen Hurts and Brandon. We covered a giant. We watched Jalen Hurts play football. He never looked that bad. I'll be wishing no. that he looked no. a little bit like not good at times. He looked horrible, but that's all for the Jets' defense. They made him look like that. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's why I'm uh, I'm worried a little bit on this one because when you saw once right tackle Lane Johnson went out for the Eagles, it was I mean, Salah or Jeff Obrick, they just kind of not so much sent the house, but just the pressure gets there. They rush for. They play deep in the back. They want to keep everything in front of them. And then you're going to have to dink and dunk your way to the end zone. Philly couldn't do that. The Cowboys did. But I'm looking at this game. It is a battle of defense. And I think that kind of skews or that goes in the Giants' favor because now that the Giants are kind of trending in the right direction defensively, there's more you can throw at Zach Wilson. You know, it's not something where you can sit and look at the tape and Nathaniel Hackett would be like, well, this is who they are. They're going to line up and they're going to do X, Y, Z. No, it's they've tried X, Y, Z over throughout the course of the year. This hasn't worked, but now they're starting to blitz more. Now they're starting to send pressures. And if you're Wink Martindale, it's like, well, I got, oh, once you thought you, you had me here, well, I got more to throw at you. So uh, defensively, uh, CP, what are you seeing from this Giants defense, man? How lights ha lights out have they been over the course of the last, what, three weeks? Yeah, you're starting to see some progression. I was at that Miami game, and, and you're right. I think Jonathan had mentioned it. They did get their takeaways, right? Okereke did his thing. Yeah, Pinnock take the pick six to the house, but they were getting gashed, especially in the run game. But I've liked what I've seen from Leonard Williams. Sexy Dexy is doing his thing up the middle. We mentioned Okereke. I think he's really starting to take on strides in the, in the uh, defensive backfield. We got to talk about the contributions of a Deontay Banks. Playing exceptional football right now. I mentioned Pinnock, Kayvon Thibodeau is getting into the mix, getting his tackles in there. So the defense is certainly starting to take shape. And as you said, Brandon, when I, when it comes down to this game, which is, is going to be a defensive battle, I think it's going to be who handles the pressure better between Tyrod Taylor and Zach Wilson. Even though Wilson is starting to take on the, the, the pressure defenses and blitzes a little bit better than in the past, I still trust Tyrod Taylor to make better decisions hold on to the foot, take care of the football over Zach Wilson. And so this is why I think uh, I give the Giants defense a little bit of an edge in this game. Well, and also too, like Tyron Taylor has been doing a, such an incredible job stepping up with Daniel Jones dealing with that neck injury right now, but also the addition of Saquon Barkley, the return of Saquon Barkley cannot go overstated about the importance that he has, uh, what he adds to that roster, what he adds to that team, and just the actual threat of the run game, the way that we've seen 
uh, with the addition of Saquon on the field, that you, you, that can't be dismissed, right? No, not at all. And and the Giants, like they weren't successful running the ball last week when you look at the numbers, but they were successful because they had Saquon Barkley that could run the ball because defensively you have to honor them. You have to honor Saquon. You cannot line up in the light box because even if the offensive line is not blocking well, when they do get it right, it could be one time. It could be twice. Saquon will break it. But if you look at on the other side of the ball, Brees Hall, same type of player. Type of Anything player. I could say about Saquon, I could say about Brees Hall. Well, and that was the that was the comp for Brees <clears throat> Hall when he was drafted coming into the league. They were comping him and they were saying he's like a Saquon Barkley. I didn't know that, but that's a great comparison because Brees Hall, I don't care how his run game been going, what it's looking like. If you give him a crease, he's gone. And he's I'll a you, big, I'll... strong back too. The Jets don't care about Saquon this game i would be straight up and honest with you guys because they held deandre swift for the eagles to 1.8 yards per carry they're going to stop that run they're going to load up and they're going to force tyrod taylor to hey you one of the highest paid backups we'll back it up and let me see you make some throws especially outside on the outside uh outside the numbers but flipping it the giants couldn't really stop the run against the dolphins got things in in really buffalo game (laughs) Got things in check against the commanders, but what they're going to see this week is a commander's run game 2.0. Brian Johnson and Gibson can't touch Dalvin Cook and the guy you just mentioned, Brees Hall. So you're going to have to load that box up to stop that run because here's a number for you, 25%. The Jets are only converting 25% of their third downs, and that is the least amount on in the NFL you get that it's all CP it's it's just like basketball it's get, let whoever gets the ball at the three-point line let them shoot they want Zach Wilson to shoot this game well and that was, <laughs> and that was a point of emphasis last week too against Washington they were one of 15 on third down boom mm-hmm. yeah boom yeah. but look the, the Giants right the Giants this week their route to victory will be defensively but they have to tackle well yeah, yeah. because Garrett Wilson even Tyler, first of all, Tyler Conklin, he is tough. He's tough. He don't go down. He don't slide. He getting that ball. He running right at safeties. And look, these guys on the Giants defensive side, they've had their woes on the, the tackling. They have improved. McFadden yep. has improved. I think you've seen a lot of improvement in the tackling, but they got to take another step forward this week. Garrett Wilson, uh, who's the other kid? Gibson. Gibson. That kid, you miss him, he's gone. Brees Hall, and I can't speak highly enough about these guys because as a linebacker, a guy like Brees Hall, a guy like Saquon Barkley, I could have 14 tackles against this guy. It only take one missed tackle for him to break it 60 yards. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, I did such a good job all game. I was big hitting him. I made him fumble, but he scored the game when it touched down because I was a little too late or I missed a tackle. And that's how good both of these guys are. It's going to come down to tackling who tackles better. Yeah. yeah, and I think the, the interesting thing is, especially with, again, the similar storylines of both teams, but you have the Jets' offensive line. Despite them kind of being a hodgepodge, makeshift offensive line, they were still, they're still ninth in the league in terms of run block win rate. So for the Giants, I believe it's going to be crucial, especially in the first two downs, to really contain Brees Hall. Dalvin Cook is starting to... Get get going as well. Brees Hall third in the league in terms of in terms of yards per carry. They've got to limit those guys early and then force Zach Wilson to make some decisions on third and long. And then hopefully you get off the field. As Brandon said, Jets not a good third down conversion team. We talked about six sacks last week. Six sacks six last sacks week for the Giants. Yeah. And they only had a five going into the game. 
on the season. Yeah, yeah. I believe so. They have like 11 total. But like six sacks against a Washington team that the, the week that's prior. That's much average for the Commanders. Yeah, the Commanders gave up five sacks <laughs> to the Falcons. And the Falcons are for the among the bottom in the league in, in pressure as well. So uh, it, as much as it was great to see them get that. But, you know, sometimes you just need, like in the NBA as well, sometimes the shooter's shooting if you're off, but you just need to see the ball go through the rim a little yep. bit. And then all of a sudden you're in a rhythm and you're seeing how to get to the quarterback and get home. Right. And, and go ahead, B. Another person, and it's, I may sound crazy for saying this, another person on that offense you have to tackle. You mentioned Tyler Conklin. You mentioned Brees Hall. You got to tackle Zach Wilson. Say what you want. The dude yeah. is athletic. Is out take of off. Say yeah. what you want. And that's his game. That, that's his MO. It's kind of like he's playing like, like NBA Jam, not NBA 2K. You know, you remember? Like it was just, you just running <laughs> two around, two. heating up. For three, like if he breaks a tackle and he buys time with his feet, that's where he's dangerous. He will make that throw on the run, on the third down, or in some sort of situation where he gets that now that one-on-one with Garrett Wilson 50 yards down the field, and that can help you. You have to tackle Brees Hall, Tyler Conklin, but if you get a chance to wrap up Zach Wilson, he's not Sam Howe. He's a lot more athletic than Sam Howe. You have to wrap him up. You have to get him down for that sack. Yeah, and it seems like he's kind of coming into his own and his confidence a little bit, too. I mean, you come in in a situation when Aaron Rodgers, the Hall of Famer, is going down and you're trying to fill those shoes. Number one, the confidence is a little shaken. Number two, this is an offense that was built around Aaron Rodgers' skill set, and they're trying to put a square peg in a round hole. The Jets have kind of evolved their their play calling, their system, a little bit in the recent weeks to be more uh, curtailed to Zach Wilson's strengths. But when you've got Wink Martindale planning for this guy, you know, and planning for this offense, planning for this Jets team that's coming off a two-game winning streak, I mean, Wink Martindale, his defense, what are you looking for in in how the Giants defense will uh, approach this game? Well, I think earlier, like we were talking about, it's going to come down to them tackling. You yeah. said Wink Martindale, right? Last week, when the commanders got into some crucial situations, especially later in the game, max blitz, zero blitz, one-on-one coverage on the outside. And Sal, if Sam Howell would have got that ball off accurately at mm-hmm. the end of the game, that last throw, it would have been a different game. You yeah. know, it, maybe yeah. by the first down, possibly got the touchdown. The game would have been tied up late in the game. But the Giants have to tackle well, especially the young guys on the outside. I think we've seen De- Deontay Banks take that step forward. I think he's getting into that category of, is he the best corner coming out the draft this past year? Right, Dexter Lawrence. Well, before that though, mm-hmm. Deontay Banks, according to Next Gen Stats, has allowed a league low negative five point five receptions over expected this season. That's the third fewest of any rookie through Week Seven since twenty eighteen. He's allowed just four point two yards per target this season, trailing only Denzel Ward among quarterback cornerbacks. So. Tay Banks is absolutely just playing high level football right now. High level mm-hmm. football, lockdown coverage. And, and we talked about going into this season, you know, these rookie corners, how well they're going to do. You don't hear Tay Banks' name for a reason. That's a good thing. You don't yeah, hear his name. Yeah. But, yeah. But yeah. And then you were saying Dexter Lawrence. Hey, no, yeah. Dexter Lawrence, we we watched him last week. And, and B, we talked about this. When you are a position player and the other team has a position player or p- people at your position that's getting hyped. You feel some type of way about that when nobody's talking about you, especially when they used to be talking about you all the time. Dexter Lawrence had one of those games. It was like, y'all forgot who I was? Bro, he dominated Nick Gates the entire game, bro. He was lined up right in front of him, too. Like, they didn't shade him. He was lined up head up on him. If Dexter Lawrence can put together games like that, 
the Giants will be in every single game. And I'm talking about him alone. If he can play like that at that level, where he's basically flustering the guy that's giving the quarterback the ball, he's going to create havoc. And that's what we saw last week. And I expect him to build off that game this week because they're also talking about this uh, Jets defensive line, Quinnen Williams, Jefferson, all of those guys that they're rotating in. They may not have the numbers, the stat numbers, but they are disruptive force. And they rotate those guys in like hockey players. They're just bringing them in. They're coming in fresh, and they're holding up against the run. They're getting to the quarterback, and they're playing four quarters of football led by those horsemen up front. Mm-hmm. Which is why the Giants are going to have to sustain a drive. You're going to have to have these guys rotating uh, every other snap, every other couple of snaps, because if you don't wear them down somehow, some way, then you know they're just going to pin their ear, ears back and just rush Tyrod. We don't know if we're going to get John Michael Schmitz. He was limited yesterday, but he did practice all throughout practice. So he may come back, but you don't know how he's going to be that first game back. And then you got a Quinnen Williams lining up right there in front of you. So it's going to be another tall task for the Giants offensive line, just like it's been throughout the course of the year. But for the last couple of games, they've been they've been solid, have been great, but been solid. But this is another game where a Tyrod Taylor, hey, it's right there for you. If you could be the one that kind of do what Jalen Hurts did. Jalen Hurts never broke a long run. But here, he gave you four here. He gave you eight here. He gave you 11 there. That's all you need on terms of a scramble uh, if you're going to turn that into some sort of uh, a run uh, and get some sort of positive yardage out of it. Again, I don't think Saquon is going to have that big of a day. It's going to come down to the receivers. Juan Dale is going to have to have eight eight targets, six catches off that. Jalen Hyatt. Some yak. You got to have that yak. It's going to be yak. a yak game because they're going to play behind. They're going to keep everything in front of you. Catch the ball, lock it up get some yak and hold on to that football because they're coming to take the ball away. Yeah, absolutely. This is going to be a tough one for Saquon. So definitely want to see Tyrod Taylor making some quick decisions. Maybe find Wandale Robinson in the slot, find him on some slant routes, and hopefully, as you guys said, get some yards after catch. But also for the Giants, I want to see them try to start off fast, try to jump out the gates fast. This hasn't been – a good scoring offense, especially in the first half. And that Jet defense, although they've been consistent, they've started off first halves kind of slow. So maybe you catch them lacking a little bit coming off of the bye week because the challenge is that's been the best second half defense in the NFL. And so what you saw against Philadelphia, an outstanding and and pretty much dominant performance in that second half, you don't want to to catch them in that regard for the in in terms of the Giants. So for the Giants, I want to see them try to get out to a fast start and try to get some points on the board early. Then you put some more pressure on Zach Wilson to make plays for the Jets, and you just never know where that can go. Yeah, it's about getting things going, getting that offense going early. We saw it last week, finally getting some scores in the first half, some offensive touchdowns in the first half. Darren Waller and Saquon Barkley both getting in the end zone in the first half. Uh, Brandon, you mentioned the injury report too. John Michael Schmitz limited in practice. Andrew Thomas also limited in practice Two pivotal members of this offensive line that we're going to be looking at saying like, okay, are they inching closer? Will they be back on the field this week? How much of an impact will that make? But also, you know, we talked about Wandale Robinson and the amount of yak he was able to get the amount of impact he was able to get in the passing game, but Darren Waller too. We've been calling for this week in and week out. And every week, it seems like his role is growing and growing. And last week it was like, okay, this is the Darren Waller that giants fans were expecting to see coming into the season. Yeah, yeah Darren he Waller, himself an amazing training camp. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, I was to say Darren Waller, he is he is starting to be the guy that we all thought he was going to be. You Absolutely. know, he's, I think he's the highest paid tight end in the league, if I'm not mistaken. 
or top five. Let's just call it yeah. top three. I think my, my numbers got paid. My numbers yeah, you know, you got all over the place. Round the one, yeah. carry but the two. B, he is one I, of the tight ends in the league. Yeah, well, there one we go. Of the tight ends. I mentioned this early in BBKL, and I want to get your input on it. We saw last week, which I don't know if we've seen uh, prior to last week's game, the Giants' tempo early in the game. Yeah. They're running a no-huddle offense, and I think that yeah. caught uh, the commander's defense off guard. Now, he asked me about on the defensive side about how to, how do I you know react to that. What about offensively? How does the tempo work for you guys? Because I think it was very advantageous for the Giants, especially early on. And is that part of the first 15, and can they do it in the second half? Absolutely, it's part of that top, top that first fifteen. When you're going through and that first job, fifteen, through, explain I'm, it to the explain it to the fans out here. First fifteen is let, the 15, let me do it. Yeah, yeah let me first do it. fifteen yeah. is the scripted first fifteen yeah. plays you have that quarterback. The you script. guys know it's on the script. You know mm -hmm. you're running these first. Some offenses is ten, some is fifteen, and rather it's like it could be a run. And you may have gotten three yards off of it, but that's for the coaches upstairs to see how the backers are fitting. What front are they running? How are the secondary doing uh, with this motion? That sort of thing. Because And you want to build off that in the second half. But when you know you're going tempo receiver-wise, on the opening drive, on that opening drive, you know you're trying to you're trying to take some shots. We know we're trying to get either some dink and dunks to set up the deeper shots later, or you're going to take a shot to set up some dink and dunks later on. And game. with this, again, with this Jets defense, they're built to rush for and keep everything in front of them. So, do we see a shot early? You maybe have to. because we have to. Ain't no problem. maybe. Ain't no maybe. No because. Uh, well, because in a game like this, JC, you cannot get into you. You're going to have to hit on that shot. Otherwise, it's second and ten. Otherwise, or let's say you ran it for like three or four on that first down, you take a shot in that second. Now we're talking third and six, third and I'm eight. And that's second not what and you two, second and one, something like that. You, oh, that's you, different. I think you have to take a shot on second. Oh and yeah, one. yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's but like it has automatic. To, you, yeah. you have to get the down and distance you want on it because, again, right. you got to be meticulous with this opening drive. At the end of the day, you have to get points. Three is cool, but you're going to need two sevens or at least two touchdowns on this game to, to give the defense a little bit of breathing room. But remember how with Tyrod Taylor and Jalen Hyatt during the preseason, they ran the little stutter goal against Sauce oh. to see how he was kind of going to play that. I work. think yeah. you see the stutter goal work. with the comeback. Ain't work again. Something else out there to get him running, and then you run some sort of stop route or something behind it. You want him to come up. You want him to fill in bold. You know what I want to yeah, see? It's like you know what they say. It's like fool me once, fool me, ain't ain't gonna get fooled again. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I want to see? I want to see like a fake bubble screen towards Sauce where the receiver's like acting like he's going to block him and he just take off running. He throw that thing down the field. Platt it has pass. to be Darius Slayton as that what receiver think, who's trying to fake block because when he sees Jalen Hyatt to his side, he ain't going to get fooled. Skate, skate, run. Skate, skate, run. Skate, skate, yeah. run. Facts, bro. <laughs> yeah, look, they're, they're going to have to take their shots when it's available, especially with this Jets defense. His sauce is coming back, and you have their uh, their second cornerback maybe on the DJ way back Reed. as well, DJ Reed. So you, you're going to have to take shots when they're available. I'd like to see Jalen Hyatt continue to get more involved into the offense. He has saying that you know he has a lot of work to do, so it seems like they're bringing him in quite a little bit slowly. But as as Brandon said, I'd like to see this Giants offense really play fast, run some no huddles, keep that Jets defense from rotating, keep them from substituting, which is one of their strengths and see if you can catch them off guard, especially early in the game. 
My matchup to keep an eye on, Darius Slayton versus DJ Reed. We don't talk enough about Darius Slayton. True. He is the sure thing guy. He can catch, get yak, and he can go over the top. I think Darius Slayton, if you can exploit that matchup versus a DJ Reed, that's where you hit on your deep shots. That's right. You feel good about that one? What's your yeah, matchup? No, I, I like it. Uh, my matchup, watch. <laughs> uh, I talked about this earlier. Like, I want the Giants defense to outplay the Jets defense. Because I think the Jets defense, they've won games for them consistently this year. Kept them in every game. They almost – they had – I mean, there were uh, – uh, against the um, the Chiefs. Mm. They're a couple of plays away from winning that game. Yeah, they are. They're a holding they call are. away from yeah. winning that game, dog. You know, I mean, you know, they had to get some work offensively. But, like, they're a couple plays away from beating the Kansas City Chiefs, who I think is the best team in the league when you look at them. Yeah. Defensively, yeah. they top five and then – you can't get bet against Mahomes. Yeah. That's the that's the best team in the league. And they gave them everything for four quarters. And that's the thing about that that defensive team. They're playing four quarters of football. It don't matter what happened in the first quarter for them. They're gonna finish the game. Like yeah. you said, they might have slow starts, right. might give up some early, but it ain't about how you start, it's about how you finish. And they have been finishing games, game ceiling interceptions for touchdowns, yeah, like big plays at the end of games. These guys are going to be around no matter what happens early in the game. Well, and they're physical too. I mean, the Jets have the one of the best linebacker duos in the NFL yes. between CJ Mosley and Quincy Williams. I mean, they've combined for 82 solo tackles this season. That's the highest amount of any duo in the and league. You, but you feel them when you watch you the game. Feel them. Like you, you feel, feel the hits. Yeah. You see them, they're they're finishing guys like Saquon's fighting for extra yardage. You see 57, you see 56, go down because they will clean your clock, bro. Yeah. Question. What's your what's your matchup? Our viewers at home, are there any professional clock cleaners out there? Is that is that like a business? (laughs) Is there like a clock cleaning business out there? I mean, I got paid for cleaning some clocks, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) But is there like a like where does that phrase come from? Clock cleaning clocks. I think with like a grandfather clock or like those old vintage clocks that have like all the little strings inside and the little thick pendulum swinging to tell the time. You need like clocks. and cuckoo clocks, yeah. Chuck <laughs> chiming in, cuckoo clocks. You need like certain specific like old school time tellers. Like you can't just like put a little Swiffer on them. You got to get but in there and all wake meticulous. up and go to Craigslist and be like clock cleaner. <laughs> I feel like I could moonlight as a clock cleaner. How hard could it be, right? <laughs> Indeed, you do. Indeed, you do. I don't know. I'm trying to look it up to see if there's something you know something the there. The I didn't call you out, JC. Cleaning someone's clock. There's so many colloquialisms. I can't say that word. I'm not going to even try. Expressions. We'll say expressions. (laughs) Take it out the popper. Take it out the Where does that even come from? Where does it come from? Like going. It says it seems to have sprung from the idea of cleaning as wiping out or thoroughly or beating thoroughly. I feel like that that's just one of those. I don't know. That's it's the first go. thing that came up. So yeah, okay. Well, it's like the whole nine yards, that expression. People think of it as like a football expression. It's not. It's actually about Scottish kilts. Because when you make a kilt, like the little skirt, you need nine yards of fabric. And you can make one with like four or five yards, but it's not authentic. And mm. so to make it real, to do a real good job, you need to have the whole nine yards of fabric. So the more you know, the more right. you learn here on Giants Hangout. This information on Giants Hangout. So we'll be back next week. Information you'll never. Wait before CT goes. I got, a, I, I got a question, man. Before I mean CP, yeah. before you go, man. If the uh, I, big, we we follow you, Knicks fan, Knicks TV, man. You guys kill it. If you had five Giants to start a starting lineup to beat the Knicks. 
Knicks, or at least yeah. you get 35 the points. The Knicks. Right. <laughs> I look, he's get 35 points. The CP plus yeah. 35. What five would you Ain't have? No five in the what? NFL beating no five in the NBA. Plus Ain't 35 there. points. Are they playing a full game or are they playing like a quarter? If you're playing a game, half court, half court game. Yeah. Is it five on five? Is it three on three? Is five on three. Five. Big three. Big three. Oh, okay. All right. Big three. Big three. All right. All right. Real quick. Uh, on the matchup, my matchup, the matchup to watch yep. in the Giants game, return to Garrett, Garrett Wilson. I got to see if, if Adore Jackson is going to play. Is it going to be Deontay Banks? If, if Wink is sending the blitz, man-on-man coverage, they're going to have to man up. You hope that Zach Wilson doesn't you know break any plays, and then the extended play will make it a little bit harder for the Giants' corners. But the, the Giants' top two corners against, uh, against Garrett Wilson is, is certainly my matchup to watch. Now, big three. All right, I got to go with this, man. Giants got some hoopers on that team, man. You got Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. I'm going with DJ. Legend has that DJ back in, in, in AAU basketball dunked on a 6'10 uh, prospect who was one of the best in the league. So, uh, you think the franchise actually, knows his business over here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, D, D great, Jones, D Jones, D Jones was a hooper. D Jones was yeah. a hooper. So, I'm going D Jones number one. I'm going with Jalen Hyatt number two. Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt uh, was once ranked one of the best players in the country uh, in high school. Say that again. Jalen Hyatt, he, he was ranked. He was one of the top point guards in, in high school. Oh. Yeah, back back in Tennessee. So I'm going with Jalen Hyatt there. And then I got to go Waller. I got to go Ooh. Waller. You know, tight ends have a history of being good basketball players from Tony Gonzalez. Antonio Gates used to hoop. I got to go Darren Waller. His wife, Chelsea Plum. Kelsey Plum just won the championship for, for the back last to back. The big stogie. I love her swag, bro. Listen, the I, whole I like swag, the whole aces. I like that big three. They got got Usher now. They got length. They got some athleticism. Yeah. I like that big three, man. I like it. That's a solid big three. Yeah. Looks like this big four. I mean, it's a three box, but there's four (laughs) of us here. I don't know. That's a transition. I picked up the pivot on that one. I tried it. Uh, But you know what? So much fun having you on this episode of of Giants Hangout CP. Thanks so much for coming through. Thanks a lot for having me on. Go go Giants. Have a great weekend, guys, and continue success and great work. Happy Halloween. Let's go. Boom. Uh, Go Giants. Giants Jets this weekend, Sunday, 1 p.m. at MetLife Stadium. That's our show. No, hold it. Hold the pose. Hold the pose. Jonathan Casillas, Brandon London, CP the Franchise. I'm Madeline Burke. We'll see you next time.